Hello and welcome to this episode of Dicalicious. I'm Casey. And I'm Leah. This is two lesbians giving a podcast <laughs> generally about lesbian life for women who love women and other queer people out there who are curious about what the fuck do lesbians do. We sit in a room and just talk into a microphone and that's... Uh... <laughs> how we choose to spend our time (laughs) that sums us up pretty well actually yeah and let me just ask you leah how gay was your day today my day was very gay i so i went to i wasn't supposed to work today and i ended up going anyway and i had to go to the shop to go and grab some stuff for work and so it's one of those shops it's metro so you need a card to get in and Metro is a supermarket? Metro. And- it's kind of like a supermarket. It's kind of like a Costco where you need a membership to get in. And it's really popular for like little businesses and stuff. And it's like relatively cheap or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can buy anything there and you buy it in bulk or whatever. Anyway, that's my advertising for the Metro. <laughs> the, <laughs> shop, the lady, the Yeah, the shop, definitely. Anyway, so I go in and I ask the lady at the desk to give me a new card and to set me up with an account. She's quite happy to do that. So as she's doing that, we're obviously like, she can hear me speaking in French. And there's a lady behind her that is listening in because that's how they do it in France. There's always five people to do one job. Anyway. um, And so this lady's behind, I should have asked for her name actually. Anyway, this lady is behind her and she is asking me like questions like, oh, where are you from? You know, like whereabouts exactly in England are you from? And so I obviously said that from Reading and she's like, okay, but where is that? Is it south? Is it west? Is it north? Whereabouts is that? And I'm like, oh, it's like 30 minutes from London. Okay, that's where it is. And so she's like, oh, okay. And so they see my ID card and apparently the picture of me on the ID card looks a bit scary is what my colleague said to me. And the lady said to me that actually she was like, you remind me so much of this anime character. And I was like, okay, like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? She's like, oh, no, 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 it's a good thing. But she couldn't remember which anime it was from. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of pressure on now and I kind of want to see which character it is that you're (laughs) you're talking about because I want to, like, be able to judge for myself if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And so she was, like, really trying to think. She was like, oh, I really can't remember. And so... She was like, it's okay, like, you can go away, do your shopping, and then just, like, when you finish your shopping, come back and see me, and I'll tell you if I remember or not. And if not, like, the next time that you come back to the shop, just come and see me, and maybe I would have remembered it. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Okay, like, okay, no problem. And then afterwards, she started to speak to me about if we buy a lot of stuff from them, like alcohol, whatever. And so she was trying to set up a one-on-one business meeting between me and her to discuss. A business meeting. Of course. I mean, she was quite into the thought of it. So unless Uh she gets commission, yeah, it was definitely going to be a very good business meeting. Sure. Sure. Yes. And you didn't get her name? I did Didn't not get her name. I was very surprised and I was also very excited because I have my own little card now <laughs> that says my name and I can like beep it and get into the shop. Anyway, so yeah, that's my day. And uh, yeah, it's pretty gay. Yeah, nice. How was yours? Was it very gay? My day was not gay at all, actually. I just worked. Nothing exciting. <laughs> that's it. Sorry about that. Next time, if you want to come to Metro with me, like, no problem. 
Maybe we'll come and exchange cards and pretend to be anime characters. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pretend to be an anime ca- character. I was told I am one. Yeah, wow. Today's topic is actually a bit of a heavy one, and it's about being outed. The experience of when somebody else announces to other people a person's homosexuality without the consent and often like behind the person's back. And in most cases, it's also when somebody isn't out in general publicly. Okay, we were thinking about this topic actually because of the Rebel Wilson experience that happened recently, Yes, which we'll go into detail later. Do you have any experience of being outed by anybody else? Mm, for me, no, other than the fact that, I mean, like, obviously there was the time where I was forced to out myself to my parents and to come out. I've never actually experienced being outed, mm. which I'm very grateful for because it sounds fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known a few people that have been outed, but yeah, personally, I have no experience with it. I think that it's a very horrible thing to do and yeah. So that's about it. Have you had any experiences of being outed by anyone? I have a small experience that happens on a regular basis with a heterosexual friend of mine. What a surprise. <laughs> she invites me to her parties regularly and generally they're full of other heterosexual people. And <laughs> doesn't sound like my kind of party. <laughs> And she does this thing where, like, I'll be in the middle of a conversation with some of her friends and she'll just kind of pop in and be like, oh, just by the way, Casey's gay. Casey doesn't like dick jokes. Don't talk too much about dicks to Casey because she doesn't like them. Is that what heterosexual people just talk about all day is just fucking dicks? Apparently. Because, like, that's what I'm getting from this conversation. I think they've got a bit of a problem. (laughs) It's super weird. It's happened at a few parties now. And I don't really know what to do. First off... This is not like a full-on outing. It's a small micro-experience kind of thing. I would give it more credit than that. I think that actually like sometimes already going to parties takes a lot of effort, especially when they include straight people and quite a lot of them. So when you do go and you're often like meeting new people, first of all, it's not fucking necessary because Mm -hmm. I doubt that you're there to hook up with heterosexual women or men, considering you are a lesbian. (laughs) Correct. And if they are heterosexual, you know, like, they're not going to be interested. But anyway, that's, like, the first thing. The second thing is, like, I'm sorry, but it's none of your friend's business to go around and introduce you like that. That is, regardless if you're out or not. Yeah. I could be the fucking biggest lesbian in the world, which I probably am, but I still, like, give me, at least give me the chance to do it my fucking self. Like, I don't need you to come in and be like, oh, Leah's a big lesbian. And everyone be like, well, we can see that. But like it's it's none of their fucking business. And it's kind of like if you turned the tables around and said like, oh, by the way, I know that we're all queer here, but don't make any queer jokes and don't even cough in case like this bitch thinks that she's going to fucking catch it and become gay or whatever, because she's not like us. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's like just... that and it's just not necessary. I think that is the key point of she's not like us. I think for me, that is the key experience of being outed. The thing that is so uncomfortable for me is that it's a way of differentiating me yeah. in a way that I didn't volunteer. I didn't volunteer that information. And it just is unnecessary. I feel reduced to being just 
one type of person yeah. based on who I choose to sleep with. Being a lesbian, of course, is an identity, but it's not something that needs to take over your entire life. You it's know? not the whole identity. Exactly. It's a it's a small part and you're made up of many things, you know. And it just seems really weird because like you wouldn't go to a party and be like, oh yeah, she's straight, she's straight, she's not. Unless you're obviously trying to like hook up with somebody. Then <laughs> yeah. in those cases, like, yeah, you kind of need to know, you know, it's, it helps at least. But it just... Yeah, it seems like such an irrelevant point to it's make. A, yeah, it's a bit bizarre. And it's awkward as well, you know. The thing is as well, like the last time it happened, I was at this party and I was talking to a group of guys because I like to hang with the guys sometimes. And <laughs> so I was surrounded by like these three very straight men and this person came up behind me and was just like, oh, don't make dick jokes for a Casey. As if they would anyway. And the mood changed. Because I don't think these men spend a lot of time with lesbians and they literally moved the conversation to talk about cars after that. And I was fucking checked out. Like, <laughs> it's not what lesbians talk about either. It's a bit like baseball, really. Exactly. Not my interest. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's just weird. But there are also so many reasons why people don't come out um, straight away and there's a lot of reasons why they're still in the closet or they're not out or this kind of thing and to take away that experience from somebody is really dangerous it's bad it can be really <laughs> i mean we can list negative words all day but like it can really be dangerous like rushing somebody to come out of the closet is such a fucking shitty thing to do this person is going through a massive range of emotions that most heterosexual people have never even contemplated could be an emotion mm -hmm. and to take away because I'm just gonna say that in most cases I would assume that it's heterosexual people that out people for their gayness or whatever mm -hmm. but <laughs> yeah I don't know it's such a, a hard topic already coming out and dealing with the fact that you are different from everybody else and like even in today's society where it's yeah, it's 2022 and everybody, you know, like you can walk down the street and hold your girlfriend's hand or your boyfriend's hand or whatever. People really don't realise that actually there's still a massive fucking struggle to come out and to say like, actually, hi, everybody, I'm different to you mm. just because I am attracted to the same gender. And it's just so fucking stupid. Like, just get over yourselves and fuck off. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I think in general, when the person does start to realise that they're queer in some way, there is a, like a mental process that you go through where you kind of, you start to plan how you're going to tell people, yeah. who you're going to tell first, how you're going to say it. How you're going to accept it for yourself as well yeah. is a big one. I think. Like, I are feel. you ready to deal with the consequences of coming are up? Are you ready to just be gay, you know, and feel gay as well, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or gay or queer or lesbian. Yeah, however you identify. It's all fucking of, hard. All of it is hard. Sometimes. That's what she said. Happy. <laughs> Sorry. Opportunity not wasted. <laughs> yeah, I think like when somebody kind of jumps in and takes that away from a person by outing them, it like it really fucks things up. It like, really, yeah, it does. It messes the plan and it's like sometimes you're just not ready to tell certain people and that's totally okay as well there is no rush and there's no time limit and on coming out to anybody and yeah if somebody does it before you are ready to do it yourself you know like it is 
it can really fucking destroy people. It's also just an exhausting experience and it has an emotional draining effect sometimes. Hi, this is Casey. Just popping in to issue a spoiler alert for a TV show called The Morning Wars. We're going to have a pretty in-depth discussion for the next couple of minutes about season two. So if you want to watch it unspoiled, then skip ahead through that. I would recommend that you watch it. It's an excellent TV show. I really loved it. Um, I also just want to say that, yeah, you might have noticed already, we make a couple of references to This Is 2022. We're a little bit out of date already because podcast production takes a long time and we have lesbian drama lives to live in the meantime. But it's still relevant, I think. Anyway, that's all for now. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. One of the things in pop culture that I was thinking about is from the TV show The Morning Show. I've never seen it. It is actually quite good. It's um, basically about two news anchors, two women news anchors, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Sounds so good. Why have I never seen that? Already excellent. But anyway, (laughs) season two, Juliana Margulies from The Good Wife joins the show and Reese Witherspoon finally realizes that she's very gay. Okay. But there's a backstory that Juliana Margulies, I'm sorry, I don't know the characters' names anymore, but Juliana Margulies had been outed by Jennifer Aniston's character many years ago in her career. So she was like a head news anchor. And then got demoted, I assume. And then just got kind of like pushed aside. And then Jennifer Aniston's character became front news anchor, whatever whatever the term is. But it was really interesting in this show because Juliana's character had a chance to confront her about it. And was like, you really messed up my career. Like, people literally stopped talking to me because of what you said. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. And I literally got pulled out of the cupboard in a really public way. And you fucked up my life. And the Jennifer Aniston character had no idea because she was so, like, clueless about the experience of being gay, I guess. And having the repercussions and the way that society feels about gay people or queer people. Yeah, but yeah, I would recommend. It was quite good. I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm quite surprised, actually. When was it made? 2020, I think. Oh, okay, it's fucking recent. Yeah. Ah. It's, I, an, it's an Apple TV show. Okay, but I'm going to check it out. I mean, for me, I think that it's evident in most cases that, you know, when you are queer or when you are gay or lesbian or whatever, that you are going to be treated slightly different, obviously, by a small part of society. And I'm kind of seeing that part of society get a little bit smaller as the years go by but it's still really big and it obviously depends on which country you're living in etc etc but honestly i'm just so surprised that this shit is still fucking happening yeah because the rebel wilson experience i was really shocked to follow the story i first saw it happening when i saw her announcement that she had a girlfriend what was it like she found her princess or something i yeah um, I found out about it because Autostraddle shared her Instagram, <laughs> the true source of all the good news. And I was like, oh, that's exciting because, you know, obviously Rebel's Australian and now she's lesbian. So, you know, we have a lot in common now. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the next few days, I was hearing a couple of Australian reports coming out about it to say that actually it wasn't her choice to make that announcement at that time. Because firstly, she's in her, like, what, like, early 30s, maybe? Late 20s? Early 30s, middle middle 30s. I don't know. She has really great skin. It's hard to know how old she is. (laughs) Um, But so she's kind of, like, 
late bloomer TM. And also the relationship that she, I think, is still in was quite fresh at the time. Yeah. And it turned out that she had been she had been forced to come out because a reporter at an Australian newspaper had contacted her to say, just so you know, I'm writing a story on Sunday about you and your girlfriend. Just wanted to give you a heads up. And do you want to comment or whatever journalists say? And she was like, fuck. She had to, I think she had to try and delay the story first. And then she made the post. But it's a really awkward situation to be put in, firstly, because I think she had to call her parents and to come explain out. to them. Fuck, that is so terrible. And also, I mean, I know you're a U-Haul lesbian, so maybe you haven't experienced this where <laughs> you have to, like, go through the process of you go on a, a lot of dates and you figure out, do you like this person? Yeah, I don't Do you want to be girlfriends? <clears throat> do you want to make it something? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, how far along she was in that situation, but then suddenly she's got to announce it to everybody. And the girlfriend has to be okay with she it. She also had to out the girlfriend, yeah. yeah. And it also came out that the journalist that was going to out her is himself a gay man. No fucking way. So it's just like a whole shitstorm of really, really horrible. It's a really horrible scenario. It's a horrible series of events, really. Fuck. If I was her, I would be so fucking mad. Like, first of all, you're famous all around the world. You know, wherever you go, people are going to notice you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, like, of course, if you're out and you are around and you're hanging out with your girlfriend or whatever, I'm sure that they were being very fucking careful. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like just watching out for like who was around or if they were around people or whatever. But that's still not an excuse. I imagine that this is an excuse that somebody could, like a journalist could use is like, yeah, but you know, they were in public and I saw them in public and this and this and this and I got a photo. Mm-hmm. And it's still not a valid reason. And it, you can't justify it with just that. Like, regardless, it's none of your fucking business. Like, leave the poor girl alone. Um, yeah. But the fact as well that he himself is is a homosexual mm. and knows how it would feel to be outed and how fucking horrible and how unnecessary it is to be outed to then do that to somebody else and to potentially even, like, fucking ruin her life, you know? First of all, like, I mean, like, when I was younger, I studied acting in musical Mm theatre. And one of the first things in our serious acting class Mm. was, like, you are not a lesbian. This is really what my teacher told me, the director of the college. What? He was like, you are not a lesbian. If you come out, it is going to reduce your chances by nearly, like, 100%. Of getting any fucking roles. This is what he said to me, like, in front of the whole class. But, like, talking to me, you know. Fuck. And he's like, yeah, you don't come out. You don't openly show that you're a lesbian. You're not out in public, you know. Like, you don't walk around and hold your girlfriend's hand or anything like that. Like, you are not a lesbian. Because that is going to reduce your chances of getting roles, especially when you're starting out because people don't know you. They don't really want to take the risk if there's bad press. Yeah, honestly, it's a fucking true thing. And I actually forgot about it until, like, we were speaking about it. And it just, like, popped into my head. And I was just... That's so fucked up. I understand, obviously, when you want to be an actor, that you are putting your life kind of on the line because you are giving up, like, a lot of privacy, a lot of personal time. Like, your family is kind of, like... 
it's it's a really complicated situation but at the same time it's like you're already pretending to be different people when you're acting mm -hmm. in your own fucking life you should be able to be who the fuck you are yeah and not have to worry about all of these fucking consequences and whatever because you know what like you're happy you're healthy and like you deserve to be with whoever you fucking want to be if you're in love like crack on mm. i find it so fucking stupid that this guy who knew exactly how it would feel or would have felt for her just decided oh i want to be the first to do this story mm -hmm. and it's just to like climb up the stairs a little bit you know it's juicy girl but i was thinking about it like why would he do that and i guess it does really go to show that everybody has very different experience with coming out, come to terms with their sexuality and all of this. But I also think if you're lucky enough to grow up in a very accepting environment where you come out and your parents are like, oh, okay, great, good for you. And then you just assume that if you continue to have these good um, experiences, then I think it's easy enough to say to yourself, oh, like it's, you know, actually, it's 2022, like, really not nobody cares about this yeah. stuff anymore. But even in Australia, like in 2019, 2018, we had a referendum where the Prime Minister asked the people whether they wanted to approve gay marriage. Yeah. And there was like, everybody got a postal, we all got like a little form in the post where we had to, like the paper literally said, do you think the government should legalise same-sex marriage for a box yes, for yes and, no. and a box for no? And then you like you tick your little box and you put it in the envelope what and you send it back. Okay. The result came in at only like sixty-five percent of Australians said yes. So there's a huge amount of the population that still thinks that same-sex marriage should not be legalized. And that's interesting as well because in Australia you guys have to vote, right? Yeah. Like it's an obligation. Yeah. Well, this one usually we have to vote for our prime minister, and this time we had to vote for like. If Where gay people can, same can get married relationships. relationships. Wow. So, like, yeah, we have a very secular society, but it's still not that accepted. So it's it's completely fucked that this guy thought it was okay to run that story or to threaten to run that story. I, I would really love, I mean, obviously, I'd love to have a chat with many people, but I'd love to have a chat with him just to see if he realises what he did was wrong. Mm. And I wonder, like, how long after, like, how long did it take him to realise that actually what he was doing was such a shitty thing? You know, because, like, if it was me and, you know, like, I was writing a piece on Rebel Wilson and it was something that wasn't known, surely you would research it as a journalist, I'm assuming, you know? And or, so... Or get permission or something. Exactly. Or, like, just check, like, do a little bit of background research, I assume. And, like, if it was me, I know that I would obviously bring it up to my friends and be like, oh, so I'm writing this piece. Mm -hmm. And he is he's a gay man. Mm -hmm. And so his friends, I would assume, are probably queer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm quite surprised because I assume that nobody told him, actually, that's a really fucking shitty thing to do. Well, maybe they did and we just obviously don't know or whatever and... Um, yeah, we don't we don't know the details of what happened to him afterwards, but he did get a lot of backlash. Well, I mean, he got a lot of backlash in the media that I watch. But yeah, it's pretty shit. Yeah, pretty shit. It's such a cunty thing to do. 
Those are all kinds of things to do. And it's not even like it takes that much fucking brain power to realize that it's a horrible thing to do to somebody. Like, so I have a question for you, Casey. Mm. Do you think that we create this fear ourselves? Or do you think that it's something that maybe society builds for us? Or the fear of coming out? You mean? The fear of coming out and the fear of yeah being out to society and totally exposed, I guess. I mean, I guess everybody has probably a very different experience. And I think it's probably a mix of both. I know for me, I remember it being a really terrifying experience of making the decision to come out mm-hmm. and going through that process. And the fear was based on the community that I grew up in, which was very homophobic, to use the correct terminology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so like, I think it's a combination of both. And also the fact that it is such a big thing to still be outed. The fact that that journalist considered it a news story for Rebel Wilson to announce that she's gay. It is yeah, like it, actually when you put it like that, the fact that, that they thought that it would be a news story, it's just fucking crazy that it's a news story because you know I couldn't imagine like published in a magazine like she is straight, <laughs> you know, like just in big words like straight, and oh, then like the period. name yeah. or like oh my God, she's with her, like, her secret new boyfriend. Like the Ellen experience of, like, coming out and like, I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just fucking, I don't know. It just seems so, I've said it before, I'll say it again, so unnecessary. It is so unnecessary. There's an element of it that seems vindictive or, like, it's really, really shitty. And actually, we found this article from The Guardian that talks about this in a really it's a really interesting way. One of the quotes from it is that is where the journalist says, perhaps it should come as no surprise to me that outing is still a common shaming tactic and still has the power to unravel a life in 2020, a time when identity politics leads us all into battle, whether in the streets or at the dinner table. But somehow it does. It does surprise me that such information about a person's body or sexuality can be weaponized hurled back as if it undermines them, undermines them, their honesty, their achievements, and then how it sours any positive gains each case makes. And I think the thing is that outing somebody else that I find interesting from this article is that when you're revealing secret information about a person, it does make that person seem secretive and potentially insincere and, yeah, and it, it puts a specific characteristics against that person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there's always an element of like, I mean, I guess moving away from celebrities, but when people find out not directly from the source, there's always a feeling of like, why didn't they tell me first? Yeah, and you feel a little bit like, oh, but I thought that I was really close to them or I thought that they were my friend and blah, 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 blah. So it creates this whole extra story that takes away from... Well, it just takes like, first, yeah, it takes away from the fact that they've just done this massive thing and come out to everybody whether that was a choice of their own or somebody else's choice Mm -hmm. but also the fact that it just takes up a lot of energy as well for them then having to be to go around to all of their friends and and explain you know like it's not you it's just like in general that I wasn't 100% comfortable with it or I hadn't quite accepted it myself so I wasn't sure if everybody else around me was going to accept it etc etc you know yeah, but actually I do quite like this quote and the way that they say that 
somebody's body or their sexuality can be weaponized because it's so true it's like you're just finding any kind of ammunition to throw at people to make them feel different because you can't have everybody just being happy because that would be fucking awful do you know what i mean i do and it's still a really shitty situation just to think of this as information that needs to be announced it's just shit it's really shit but i mean i guess like at the end of the day it's not fucking news you know it's not something that people should even be interested in you know like it's none of like obviously the lesbians are really waiting for for the title when it comes out and it's kate blanchett now a lesbian (laughs) you know like of course we're waiting for that but oh my god (laughs) we want it to be when she is ready and we are waiting hey if you're listening we are waiting for that like no problem we will be patient take your time we're not gonna try and out you we can see you giving everybody looks on the red carpet and you know but we're not gonna out you um you can do it yourself yeah you can do it yourself <laughs> i guess we're kind of actually outing her. are we not are we no we're still speculating this is just speculating this is speculation this is wishful thinking yeah i also so i also came across a ted talk about not about being outed but about the experience of coming out from this person called morgana she was talking about the dangers of hiding her sexuality she basically used her ted talk as her coming out speech wow yeah so it was like a 10 minute talk where she was talking about how she's had this secret for 12 years she's known it about herself but she hasn't felt ready to share it with anybody else and so she's there standing on the ted stage and she's like i am a lesbian and it was like literally one of the first times that she has was saying it out loud in front of other people and she then went on to describe how terrified she had been of sharing this information because she comes from a conservative state in the US. And so there she has like a lot of societal pressure of just reinforcement that this is something that should be hidden and secretive. Something and that just shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, she was like internalizing a lot of the shame, I guess. And... She was talking about a study that proved that a lot of people in the queer community suffer more physical stress than straight people. And they directly link it to the stress of coming out of dealing with their sexuality in society. Really? She had some really intense statistics. And we'll link to this in the show notes. But it was really interesting the way that she described how paralyzed she was by the fear of coming out. It is crippling, though. It really can be crippling when you first, like, I don't know, when I remember kind of having that fear, obviously, the day after. But when I first, like, realised and I kind of had five minutes of myself, actually, it made me, like, physically kind of cramp up and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is not, I don't know if it's normal or if it's, you know, like, it, just in my head at that point, I was just like, what the fuck is going on with me? Because... I am not normal and I'm going to have so much shit and there was just a million things running through my head. Mm. And so, yeah, it is it is crippling. Like It's completely terrifying. And I'm sure that it's crippling, you know, like whether you're a young teenager, like realising that you are queer of some 
kind of description mm -hmm. or if you're coming out later on in life and you're realizing that you are queer when you're older you know in your 30s 40s 50s 60s mm. it's still the same and it it does take a massive toll like definitely physically a hundred percent fucking mentally i think mm -hmm. it, it puts you in a place that you probably don't even realize it's possible to go you know yeah so i actually i, I think that I think that's a very interesting TED talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. I have one statistic for you. And where is this one from? This one is from the Stonewall website. Okay, great. <laughs> so I was quite surprised, but anyway, the statistic is that more than a third of LGBT staff, so 35%, have hidden that they're LGBT at work for fear of discrimination. Yeah. And for me, like... I'm very open in my workplace. Um, I think everybody in the world is is quite open to how I am. But I could not imagine having to go to work. And I, we've already, we had this conversation a couple of episodes ago mm. about how hard it is sometimes to be hidden at work. And mm. I don't know, I am quite surprised actually because that's a really high number. No, it's quite a high number of people who are like hiding their sexuality. I actually know a couple who work at the same job. They met at work and they've been in a relationship for almost 10 years now and nobody at work knows that they're together. Really? They work in separate offices already, but like nobody has commented or noticed the fact that they take leave at the same time. Nobody's noticed at all. Nobody just says anything. Fuck it. They're just, they have the same address, like HR can see it and everything. It's so... It's, uh, wait, how long has it been? Like 10 years. And they're both in like me. early 50s. <clears throat> Are people like... I don't know. Like For me, that would be like the first thing that I'd be like, hold on. Maybe that's a cultural thing. I don't think French people really talk about a lot of personal information at work. Perhaps. There was just one more statistic that actually really got my attention, mm -hmm. is that two in five LGBT students, so 42%, have hidden their identity at university for fear of discrimination. For me, that is, like, way too fucking high. Like, that's a lot. That is, like, honestly, and because we have a, a few uh, statistics written out in front of us, and I honestly, like, that one really jumped out at me, and I can't believe, you know, like, university at least in the movies, stereotypically is like the place to find yourself and this and that. And you have so many people that are just kind of hiding who they are because they're scared of, for, I mean, for a million reasons, you know, and it's just, it's fucking sad, actually. No, sorry to bring it back down to a low note. <laughs> <laughs> is it? it is. It's really like, it's a very heavy topic. I guess it does kind of highlight the fact that yeah, we see all these nice stories on TV about university, like what you mentioned, that it's the place where you find yourself and all that shit. But there's a lot of people that don't, that still are suffering from conservative ideas. Actually, what I did want to read out right now is mm. I have a, a call a story that we've been sent in. So this one, we did a call out to our community asking for stories. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ones that came in. Yeah. So they say, I was working at a small bar and had been previously known as straight or, or hetero. Uh, one of my managers decided to read my diary that I'd left open whilst I went to smoke a cigarette. They started to flip through the pages and saw a love letter that I wrote to a girl that came quite often to the bar. 
he outed me to my boss and to all of my colleagues before I'd even had time to process what was happening at the time. And for me, fuck. First of all, to, to work at a small place, I guess, especially in a small bar, I can just imagine for myself, you do become quite like family orientated, I guess. It really yeah, does feel like family because you spend a lot of time, you know, with these people and it's such a small space and, you know, like you always seem to be together. Mm-hmm. And so for somebody that had been working somewhere, had become like close, close enough to like leave their diary like unattended and open. Mm. That shows that you have like a little bit of trust, at least in the people that you have around you and your colleagues, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to then read the love letter and go and just out you to everybody as a lesbian or whatever the term was that they use, it's horrifying, you know. It's not something that you should have to deal with, especially at work when you're somewhere that you feel safe and somewhere that you have to be in order to fucking live your life. And I think that it's fucking disgusting. That's a real violation of privacy. So yeah, so that's just quite a shitty thing to do, to put somebody through that. And so to whoever that was from, thank you for sending that in and trusting us with that. And we're really sorry to hear that and we hope that you're okay. I think now is probably the best time to mention the consequences of what can happen when you are forced out and when you are put in that situation of, uncomfortability is that a word discomfort discomfort yeah (laughs) discomfort sorry I've got my English teacher here as well but yeah like there are many consequences that come from coming out in general and like whether you come out on your own terms or whether you come out because of somebody else I think coming back to the fear that we were discussing before I think one of the things that is so terrifying when you come out is announcing that you're different from everybody else yeah i'm kind of putting it up as a like on a billboard and saying you know like i am not like you exactly and there's a little bit of like primal instinct instinct thank you that comes along with you know human need for community and tribes and this kind of like sticking together for safety and for community and once you announce that you're different from everybody else you're putting a massive like distance target as well yeah like target on your back for sure yeah like you're not the same as everybody else being different is really terrifying in so many ways and it can have consequences as you said from a community aspect you can be kind of pushed out you can have family members that stop speaking to you friends friends yeah yeah i mean you can i think there are so many different people that can cut you out of their life for this kind of unnecessary bullshit but yeah and even in the workplace currently in australia if you're working in a faith-based organization and that organization finds out that your sexuality goes against their beliefs they can fire you they have every is that a joke no that's that's legal because you don't oh oh yeah fuck me the consequences are very real, even in 2022, when we're so progressive. And apparently not <laughs> at the same time. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm actually very shocked. From when I was living in Australia, at least maybe it was just Melbourne that I just felt so... It feels very chill, at least in comparison to England. And then just to hear that, I'm actually really surprised. Because mm. it didn't feel like it was that when I was living there, you know. I mean, I guess the metropolitan city, like the big cities in Australia are very... Of course, yeah. Open-minded. I mean, they have a lot of visitors, you know, like they have kind of adjusted, but it's just so surprising that the rest of the country is just still with their heads up, their asses. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, we actually had a few other stories from our community on Facebook that describe their experiences. So we posed the question, have you ever been outed? We're making a queer podcast and we'd love to have more perspectives on this subject. Mm. And a few people came back. Thank you very much for the stories that you shared with us. One of them that stood out to me was this woman that said, I was outed by a fellow member of staff, a gay man with no malice, to my boss, who then told me not to bring it into the school where I taught. I consequently had a father come and sit in and watch me teach during private lessons of a child I had taught for a long time. Made me feel ill. Oh my God. That is terrible. It's really creepy. And it's just such a subtle way of accusing her of doing something wrong. Especially the fact that he's a gay man as well. Mm. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know where we're at with this, but like... Gay guys, stop it. Stop stop outing lesbians. Leave us alone. Honestly, like, obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) no but like in all seriousness it's really it's so surprising that in a lot of cases that it is like other queer people outing queer people and I just cannot wrap my head around it because it lacks so much sense you know I really think there is some or well I mean it could be that either they've had such an accepting experience that they don't see it as an issue or it could be actual Vengeance, like I went through shit, so... So you have to go through shit as well. That's a very good point. Okay, so there's another one that we received that the lady says, the church I was working for emailed everyone that had ever given them their email address, and it was interesting. Fuck. So hold on. So you're working for the church, and they somehow they find out that you are queer, and they end up emailing each and every one of their basically their whole data yeah the oh my god the whole everybody that's like ever like just imagine what goes through your mind like what why is that person thinking i would be quite interested to see what the email said you know like just uh official church news for this week so-and-so. It's, yeah, decided to come out and is now a lesbian. And so fuck her. Like, Jesus does not accept. Well, like, what would you even... What would you include in the... Like, I just don't understand. Like, why... It's really sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry to this person that had to go through that because I can't wrap my head around how that would feel for you. Plus, you know, having that said about you is not... In that specific manner is not a nice thing. Especially to a church community. Yeah. Which, like, Normally, I'm just yeah. assuming it's... A church communities can be very insular, very judgmental of difference... Like, depending on what church you're in, some places are much nicer, but... But they also have, like, this feeling of community, you know, and most of the time, I think, when you're in with, like, a church and you're volunteering or whatever or working for, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you start to really become a big part of that and a big part of that community and whatever. And so they do start to feel like your family or your support, Mm -hmm. your network. Mm -hmm. And so for then, for every single person that has a link with the church, I assume would have received this. And that just sounds so incredibly scary for me. Yeah, like that person is taking away community from, like, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It really is. So we're really sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. And this bitch is definitely going to hell. The one, not the, <laughs> the one that wrote the, the, one email. That wrote the email. Not not our mate. You have another one, no? We've got one last one, which says 
So the question was, have you ever been outed? And this response was yes. Outed at my old place of work, a primary school, where I'd been happily working for 10 years with no problems. All female, all hetero staff, and suddenly I was treated very differently. Within six weeks of being outed, I was signed off with stress from the bullying from colleagues I'd previously classed as friends of 10 years. Had to get the union involved, and I never went back to the school, and came out of teaching, but now I have a much better job working for an LGBT organisation and advocating for people in our community. Oh my goodness. She really turned that experience around. But I mean, fuck. From going from 10 years to working with the same people... And then then within six weeks, just like your whole life has just been switched. Yeah. It really goes to show that coming out can, it really changes things. It really really changes things. It has a massive effect on your whole life, you know. Yeah. So when somebody else drags you out of the closet before you're ready, it puts you in such a difficult position. It really does. To to that person that that sent that in, uh, thank you very much for sharing that. And it's actually, it's nice to hear that there are also stories that, yes, although they obviously, these people were outed, it's also nice to see that they've kind of turned it around and, and made it like not necessarily a positive thing, but have gotten something positive out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the new job or working in an environment that you feel comfortable in and that you're taking the time to help other people out. Mm-hmm. And that is a nice way, I think, to at least to try to look at it. Yeah, to find the silver lining. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, it reminds me of an organisation that was started in the US called the, um, the It Gets Better Project. Okay. It was started by a journalist called Dan Savage who came up with the idea after a series of LGBTQ plus teens committed suicide. He came up with the idea to create a project that would empower other LGBT youth and to let them know that they were not alone, that there was a community out there ready to take care of them. And he's collected a whole lot of stories And there's a website. So if you're feeling stressed and sad and depressed like I am right now, (laughs) you can look at the It Gets Better project. Because I think it does get get better. Like I know from experience, from my experience, once you get through the shit of dealing with other people's reactions and all the consequences that come with being out... Yeah, it does. And it definitely you find does your community. Better. It does get better. It does. I think that it, as much as, you know, like it is very difficult to be queer at any point in the world or at, in any place, mm-hmm. it is always nice to know that there is such a big community. And mm-hmm. I don't think that, that people, until you really integrate yourself into it, you don't realize how big the community actually is. And how welcoming it is. And how, yeah, and how welcoming everybody is and how supportive people are and how, you know, like, it's just so nice to kind of have this support and for it just to be for specifically for us. And we don't need to change anything and we don't need to have any criteria other than the fact that we are who we are, you know. Mm -hmm. And that for me is really nice. And actually, it kind of reminds me of this film that I watched a while ago but i'm a cheerleader is what it's called have you seen it no not yet you have to watch it okay so but i'm a cheerleader is a story about a girl that has basically been kind of outed like everybody just assumes that she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. and she's like no i'm not she's kind of like actually has no idea what's even happening you know Mm -hmm. and so they send her off to like a therapy 
Conversion camp? Conversion camp. They sent her off to a conversion camp. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But in this conversion camp, obviously, you have like a lot of people that are there. Gay guys or lesbians or just queer people in general. So the conversion camp, obviously, is a really horrible time. And it's kind of more of a comedy than anything else. So you can kind of see like the light side to everything. Mm-hmm. But there are these two gay guys that like kind of have the house next door Mm -hmm. and so like if for example two people hook up in the conversion camp or decide that they really don't want to be there and they need to escape Mm -hmm. these gay guys will take them in and just like kind of harbor them and just like show them that that their life can be accepted and that it you know like they're normal and they deserve to be happy and everything else and it's the same actually kind of in the league of our own in the gay the queer friendly club and it's just like there's a safe space for everybody to be and just to be happy and obviously and to just relax and be able to just live your life like everybody else is able to Mm -hmm. and not have to deal with any of the repercussions just because you are attracted to the same sex for me it's a no-brainer but whatever (laughs) totally so we did a little bit of research because this is such a heavy topic as we've said many times and we found a website which is really good for resources in case you're feeling affected by this topic or like just affected by this in general the website is called lgbtqandall.com and it's a really good list of different resources that you can find anywhere in the world We will also include the link in the description, as well as a few other links specifically to France, since that's where we're recording from, and also Mm -hmm. a couple of other ones that we've found to be quite helpful. But yeah, if you're going through this, like, just do keep in mind that it does... It does get better. It does get better, and it is going to be okay. If you are going through something, then do feel free to send us a message. Reach out. Reach out to us. us. Reach out to the people in the community. People will be nice to you. Gay people are nice. Queer people are quite nice. And we are even nicer. We are. Are we not? We are. We try. Speaking of which, can you take us to a lighter note? Do you have any jokes for us this week? I have a pickup line for oh, us. Okay. For us? For no. us. <laughs> not specifically to you, Casey, but I do have a pickup line. How do lesbians have sex? That's a good question. <laughs> the thing is, is it's just too complicated. I'd have to show you. Uh, so are we going back to your place or are we going back to mine? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> She's all red now. <laughs> it worked, okay? It worked. So if you need something, that's going to get you out of the dark. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you would like more of this content, then please subscribe in your podcast app of choice. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more lesbians and more women who love women. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram at dicalicious underscore podcast, or you can send us an email at dicalicious.podcast at gmail.com. And we would also really love to have more listener questions. So if you do have anything that you want to get off your chest or even a story that you think that we'd love to hear, you can send us a voice note or just a message and let us know if we can use your name or if you'd like it to be anonymous. And huge thanks to the people that helped us put this episode together. And, uh, and stay strong out there, lesbians. And we'll talk to you next week. Bisous, bisous. Bisous. So many voices, so much Take it off.